Choose your player. top three yeah i want you to tell me your top three killers and your top three survivors okay okay easy survivors michaela reed the witch david king the gay with that shirtless skin um and, only the shirtless and, uh, yeah and actually the new uh, oh no i just got really good at nia i think it's nia carls is it carson or carlson it's one of the two or something like that I can't remember. It's a K. It starts with a K. Nia K. I really like her perk set, and I just started playing with her, and she has a lot of cool skins that I really enjoy. But I, no oh man, if I had a, if I could pick a fourth, it would be um, the new survivor, Hattie. Runner up, she, runner up Hattie. She's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> right. she's so cool. Yeah, her perks are also fun. Killers. Uh, it would be the Dredge is number one. Um, I have to go with like my OG killer starter, which was Sadako. The third one would be the Wraith. Actually, it's a lot of fun playing the Wraith. Your Desert Island question, I mixed up a little bit. Okay. My question to you is, what map would you like to live in that <sighs> Dead by Daylight gives you? Oh, man, <laughs> definitely the new one, the um, Garden of Joy. So basically, it reminds me a lot of, like, actually, I think I like it so much because it, like, it reminds me a lot of Insidious a little bit, which Ooh, I would love to see in yes. Dead by Daylight. But it's this giant house. It's the map that came with the Dredge and Hattie. It was released whenever their chapter was released. And it's, it has this giant white house in the center of it. And then just like this beautiful landscape around it. There's a greenhouse. The house is like huge. You can go like into all of the rooms, basically. That's so cool. Um, they have a red room, which is upstairs. And like <laughs> it's literally a red light that yeah. like illuminates this whole room. Not like a red room, but like, you know. Yes. Um, it's the non Fifty Shades red room. <laughs> um, the red in yeah, color yeah. room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The red in color room, yeah. So it's really, really cool. I think the setup is great. The top event. So this question for you is I wanted to know a specific thing that the game gives you or provides. So you were talking about how some survivors or killers have like these extra sets or you yep. can like build them. Or yep. what is one of the, your favorite ones that the game provides? So favorite perk? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I guess wanna... that is what they're called, right? Yeah, the yeah they're called perks. They're yeah, called yeah, perks. Yeah. So killers and survivors both have them. They have their own like specific set, but then also, you know, it's just yeah. <laughs> I'm not going on a tirade about perks. <laughs> my favorite one, I, c I can say my favorite build. Yeah. Can I do that? Because yeah. like picking one is difficult because they all have their different things. Mm -hmm. So head on, which was Jane Romero, like one of Jane's that I unlocked. Um, basically, you can go into this locker and wait like th three seconds, depending on what level you have. Once after the like three second timers done, if the killer's within a certain type of radius near the locker, you can just like rush out of the locker and then it stuns them for a couple seconds. And so you can save your friends if they're being carried by the killer, the killer That's will drop cool. them. You can like stun them to try to get away. Um, and then, yeah, so it's super beneficial. That's a good defensive one. Yeah, for sure. it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that one. Deception is the one that I usually pair with it, which is also kind of sneaky because if you sprint near a locker and hit the button that you would normally do to enter like quickly into a locker that does leave a loud like sound mm -hmm. notification tells oh, yeah. the killer you're there i've like, very hey, much gone yeah, into a locker yeah. and then gotten killed immediately yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they, they're like okay they hear it and they yeah. know you're yeah. there 
Um, but what it does is that it triggers the locker to open and close loudly. It just like bounces open and then closes again. So it gives you that sound notification for the killer. But then yeah. your your scratch marks that you leave whenever you're running are hidden for like three seconds. That's cool. So you can run. And then what you usually do is if you have two lockers next to each other, use deception and then you keep head on on as well. Then go into the locker right next to it. <sighs> They'll check the locker that was given the sound notification. And then you'll use head on to like, so A, you wasted the killer's time and B, you've stunned them. Yes. <laughs> so like you can great. just, which is great. That yeah. is really great. All right. Yep. Um, all right, killer. So, Wait, did I say I didn't say killer? Oh no, was it just? It was just, it was just the perks in general. Are the oh, killers different? Yeah, killers yeah, have different perks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what are your killer perks? Oh man, I'm gonna get beef for this. I'm sure <laughs> from people I don't even know, never will know. But I, so I do, I do run Noed, which is the short version of it. It's but no one escapes death, and so I'm okay. sorry to all the survivors. But I am a Noed killer, and because I'm not always amazing at it, the one that you get the generator to 90% and basically it just bombards you with all of these skill checks over and over again. And if you miss one of them, if you miss one, it like locks from finishing the generator and then it starts to degress like the progress. And then for like a couple seconds um, and then it slows down progression. But then if people are really good at skill checks, which like so I'm typically really good at them, but like if you miss it, like you're screwed. That one is good. That is called Merciless Storm. Where does one start? How should one start to jump into this game? So I would just say now, if you were to start the game today, get it, go through the trial as much as possible, but then like try to just play a couple rounds and like know you're going to get your ass handed to you. But then also <laughs> uh, try to find like it's a Discord server or whatever, like your your team, your people, and then just like play with other people. They'll teach you along the way. I think it's super helpful. But yeah, that's nice. that's the best way to start out now. Love it. What is a random fact that you love about the game? Something I learned actually recently um, is that the Huntress, um, she has something extra about her terror radius that is uh, a little terrifying um, that can like make it a little bit more difficult to play, like repairing a generator or anything like that, um, because it, you just know that she's close by, like close enough. But she has a lullaby, and it's actually based, it's not original to the game. It's based mm. off of a Russian lullaby. I'm going to mess up the name. It's like Bayou, Bayushka, or Bayushka, I can't remember. It's something like that. Yeah, but it's an actual, like, real Russian lullaby that is sung. Um, but you can hear that before you hear the terror radius, and then you obviously start hearing the the terror radius once she's close enough to you that all the killers have. It's just like they put so much detail and like extra things on these killers. I, just, I think it's awesome. It's really mm -hmm. cool. Um, where is the best place to find? We already talked about how many platforms are on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think or, or have you played it on different types of platforms? Is there one that's good for you or just stick to one that you are good at? Like you enjoy? I'm going to say stick whatever platform you're more used to do that. Mobile, I don't can't really say anything about. I know I've seen some people play it and it's like really different. It's very, very different. I don't know if I like it necessarily, and that's just me. <laughs> but um, I would say start on the console or, you know, whatever platform you use that you're most comfortable with and just learn it. It's the same way as, like, if you were playing PlayStation, the controls are going to be different for your favorite game just mm -hmm. because they have different buttons, you know, so. If, if I like blank, then I will like Dead by Daylight. I, I would say if you like the Hunger Games, you will like... Dead by Daylight, because it has that trial feel, and Hunger Games has never had a video game. Actually, they did. It was on Facebook, which is really weird. If you know, you know. You always boop the pick. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Owen.
Owen Achenbach, and welcome to a solo episode again. Uh, just wanted to drop two talk nerdy to me's uh, that we've had in the past. Vaughn Shane, who did our graphic for the Unlocked episode, and his love of Dead by Daylight, a video game, and Matthew Harris, you know, that guy that I live with, who also did our logo for the regular episodes, and his love of ever after the movie those are our most recent episodes so tune into them yourselves and as always you can follow us at your nerdy o on instagram and tiktok and be on the lookout for more talk nerdy talk nerdy talk nerdy to me what are your top three favorite character outfits in ever after character outfit what i'm I mean? gonna i'm gonna disc disclude exclude there we go wow I have a college degree in journalism. I'm going to exclude the ones already mentioned to the peacock, the horse and her ball outfit. Why? Because I've already talked about them. So not those three, but what other three? The queen always looks awesome. So she's always got some like giant renaissance gown. Any scene in particular maybe jumps out at you that people should look (sighs) at? The one that jumps out is when you is when I don't know if it's the first time you see her, but it's one of the first times when she's like in the garden and she greets the prince henry she's like henry darling and she's like they show her like a full-length shot of her and she's just like decked out and i mean she looks like the queen of france in the 1500s i love the it's not so much the outfit but the scene around the outfit when danielle goes to save maurice who is like one of her fellow like servants but is also married to a fellow servant servant. (laughs) um and and gustav puts her in that courtier's dress and she's like, the shoes are too big. He's like, no one will be looking at your feet. Um, that's like, it's a pivotal scene in the movie. And then I love um, when Harry, there's a scene where Henry is about to get married to the princess of Spain. And just the, she looks beautiful, you know, she's crying, but she looks beautiful. And then he's like all decked out and like royal garb. And they're, say, they're beautiful costumes. That scene, like visually still like yeah, i can really, recall really, it in my mind like it's just so beautiful the big catholic church yeah and she's like crying <laughs> those ones like are the ones that stand out the next one is the desert island question so what i would like to ask you in the desert island question if you could be a part of your own adaptation of a fairy tale mm-hmm. what era would you set it in and what Ooh. is the fairy tale i don't think i have a favorite it's fairy cinderella tale. matt if I we're discussing anything about it it's cinderella <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's probably true. Um, I know my first thought was Sleeping Beauty because I I do love Sleeping Beauty. Also a good one, but it's so problematic with a bitch sleeping. Yeah, and... with a bitch. He says. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know because the thing I like about fairy tales is they take place in like time periods that I would want to be in or like go to. So like I wouldn't want to change the time period. So like that's I like fun. Ever After because it takes place in Renaissance France. Uh, Beauty and the Beast takes place. Also in France. Probably France is where I would place it. <laughs> um, you know, Sleeping Beauty, you know, it takes place in like in a France. indiscernible you know, France. European country. <laughs> like France. <laughs> um, but also I'm thinking about like which fairy tale has the best villain. And in my opinion, it's Sleeping Beauty. So probably Sleeping Beauty in France. Interesting. When there's a lot of very expensive fabric, a lot of velvets and golds. I like it. <laughs> I don't know what time period that would be. Well, I think that's a Renaissance France. You can say that. Yeah, I like it. Go. A Sleeping Beauty Renaissance mm-hmm, France. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, you've you've probably you've said so many, but I want you to tell me what is your 
top quotable line? Oh God, so many. Um, my favorite like line. Um, I always say, "Good heavens, child, are you all right?" I say that all the time, and I've ever noticed that. Um, uh, I love the whole the scene between Danielle and the Baroness in her bedroom. The you look so much like your father. Um, it's got to be a little bit of him somewhere in you. No, I'm sorry about her mother. Yeah, her mother and her father, and then she's like, "No wonder you were built for hard labor." I always say, um, oh God, what's the one? They they're at the breakfast table. I ordered. I ordered one full minute egg, not full one minute egg. And when God's name is our bread, after all that I do, after all that I do, after all that I've done, it's never enough. These eggs are cold. <laughs> um, and then my favorite, my favorite line in the movie is, "A fish may love a bird," said no but where would they live? That I should have to build you wings. There's like so many, there's so many lines. We can't have a prince sitting under the chairs, no, can we? And she's like, uh, thinks she's in trouble for uh, hitting the prince with the apple, but it's because the he dropped off the horse. And Jacqueline's like, Prince Henry stole our horse this morning? Yes. <laughs> That's a good scene, too. Love it. All right, next one. Where should people start with this? Now, Ever After can be... iTunes, baby! <laughs> it can I be found it. on iTunes. I just looked it up. It can also be found on Hulu, I think, if you have, if you can buy it through there or something oh, of that okay. nature. Um, maybe it's free. It was on Netflix for a long um, time. Do you think the Cinderella story, that fairy tale, this is the best kind of rendition of that story? Yes. Because it's very much, like I said, it's very much based in reality. There's no magic. There's no, I mean, they didn't have face glitter in the 1500s, but you know, it's for the most part, pretty realistic. Love it. That also kind of answers the best place to find. Just let everyone know who's keeping track. Ooh, it's, it's just me. Um, uh, what is a random fact uh, that you always bring up or you like bringing up about ever? After? I don't really bring it up, but at the premiere of the movie, she wore the shoes. Drew Barrymore, and then she had a dress made of all these like silk scarves, and I used to have it cut out and put on like a I don't know if it's like a mood board or what it was, but I used to have a picture of that cut out, and I was like I think it was like a corset top, and then it was like made out of all these really pretty silk scarves, and then she wore the glass slippers to the. Uh, next one is if I like blank, then I will like ever after. You like period dramas and complicated female characters and happy endings. It does have a happy endings. If you know, you know. You'll know which one of Leonard uh, da Vinci's famous paintings is a painting of Danielle de Bobrak. Choose your player.